I was around, I was in preschool. There was a day where I was going out to school and I was waiting for the driver to come collect me and the thugs came in. They used duct tape to tie us up. Even in the, in the main house, the employers were also tied up. When my sister was crying, my mom was crying. I didn't really understand what was going on. They asked for the safe and my mother said she doesn't know where the safe is. My mother just pleaded with them, if you're going to do anything, just don't hurt my children. They said she was talking too much and the guy took the back of the gun and slammed her across the head. She spent several months in hospital. We didn't think she was going to make it, but she did make it. My mother was a domestic worker. I was born into a family of white people. There were her white employers, so she was an employee. I was raised by these white people. The white people are like, we can't stay in South Africa anymore, we're moving to Australia. So for me, when I heard those news, I was excited because I'm like, I'm leaving because they were my family. But that wasn't the case. They were leaving and I was staying in South Africa. My name is Itumele Nkhosikhari Akhabanda. I'm a 21-year-old female and I come from Alexandra Township and in the north of Johannesburg in South Africa. When we moved into the township, all my privileges were gone. We moved into a one-room house. I'm so used to having my own space. I'm so used to showering in the morning and now I need to bath in a dish. The only thing that didn't change was the fact that I still went to a Model C school. My mother, with every little cent she had, she put everything into my education. I would go home and be like, Mom, at school, this is what's happening, and I don't think I'll make it because I'm from Alex. And she would tell me that, no, you're getting the same education as those people. You go to the school, you speak the same language as them. They understand you when you speak. Where we come from doesn't need to define who we are because our parents can see where we can be. But if we don't see it for ourselves, there's no way we're going to reach that place. It would be a waste and it would be a sin for me not to make the most out of my life. One that she just, she's investing in. So we're here at the second annual International Congress of Youth Voices. It's a gathering that gets young people from all over the world to come together, talk about the issues that they experience within their countries. We give each other different perspectives. Where we can, we give solutions that the young ones can take back with them home and that they can also implement change within their communities. When I was on my way here last year, I didn't know why I was coming. I mean, I was excited because it was my first international trip. I met so many young people who are so passionate about what they do, who know what it is that they want in life. I come from a community and a township where you walk outside and there's no hope at all. People die every single day and it's, it's become a norm. The only sound that we dance to within the streets is the sounds of bullets going off, it's pop sounds. Every time, and it always happens when we're having supper, a pop sound will go off. My mother will say, ah, that's another one gone. I don't want the next generation to worry about going to school and, and worrying if, if they're going to be safe on the roads. Will they make it back home? Will they be able to study in peace? No one deserves to lose their life because of someone else. 
that's why I stand firmly for it. And also because my mother nearly lost her life because of gun violence. Everything that happens, happens for a reason. Every opportunity that's presented to you is presented with purpose. I need to be the voice of those people who have experienced gun violence. I'm doing it for my community, I'm doing it for my family, and I'm also doing it for the generation that comes after me. Something needs to be done, something can be done, and it won't happen overnight, but eventually if we stand together and we talk about it, maybe your story can provide healing to someone else's on the other side. My name is Itimele Nkhosi Khadiyakabanda and welcome to Bigger Than Life, the only show where the young kids get to come and sit at a table and talk about the issues that everyone decides to ignore. We are going to talk about it right here. This is a safe space. It is Bigger Than Life on Alex FM 89.1. Radio is one of my first loves. You get to connect with people and tell stories and people, they're not judging you based on how you look. Um, where you're from, it's basically of what you're saying and what it is that within you're saying that I'm connecting to, I'm disconnecting to. There was a guy who was my friend and he would just bring his phone and we'd record. He's like, Itu, let's do a radio show. And we'd do it on the phone. And I really, really loved it. I was like, okay, I want to do radio. My mom's like, where are you going to start? I was like, I'll make a plan. I went to the local um, radio station. I was like, I'm interested in radio, I want to learn, how do I get in? And I went for the auditions, I was like the youngest person there, I was 18. And funny enough, they liked me, so that was my way in and I started off as a newsreader. They made me the commercial voice of the station. I then joined Bigger Than Life, which is under Children's Radio Foundation, so I would host here and there. Welcome to it. This is the UJ Top 30 Countdown on the Saturday afternoon. Do you have plans today? Yes, no, maybe. Well, if you don't, trust me, it's going to be a good time because you and I are going to be best friends all the way from now until 3 o'clock. So best believe that you do want to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend that Itu is on your radio. It's 95.0. It's UJFM. I then moved on to campus radio where I was given my own show and it was a music show so it was a countdown top 30. When I got onto campus radio the guy who was the manager then he would like take me out on dates and he was like I really really like you. The first thing I asked him was what exactly did I do for you to like me because you don't know me I came appropriately dressed I don't want to be that girl who gets in because of something that I've done. I want to go in the right way because of my talents. Then he started being really sour towards me and that's how I lost my job on, on campus radio. So many women need to do or need to say certain things for them to be allowed into the system and for them to be able to maintain their spot. And I, I took it as good riddance. I mean, I, I talk about it today, but that happened. I got over that and then I, I moved to Massive Metro which is another radio station. Do stream us, that's www.massivemetro.com. It was a whole new world. Um, I was thrown into sports. Talking about exciting things today, and we want you to be part of the conversation. Absolutely amazing as we unpack women's football once again. Every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. 7 p.m.
They focus on, on football only, soccer. And a woman got me in, Motsidisi Mohono. She is the first lady of rugby within South Africa. And she left and now I'm stuck with a bunch of men. I'm a very soft person at heart, but working with men makes me understand that I have a voice and that voice needs to be heard. The men want you to be a woman, but be a, be a man. They accept that you're a woman because you look like a woman, but you're not supposed to be a woman, you need to be a man. But I'm not going to do that. If you're not judging me on my work, or if you're not helping me better my work, doesn't make a difference in my life. Tell me things that are going to add value. Every single person who's in a new space should be like a sponge. But don't just suck up everything, but choose what it is that you actually suck up and drain up with your sponge. That's how I now have a, a show. It's five minutes after six o'clock and you are tuned into Massive Metro. Leading us in is Ariana Grande with God was a woman. Oh yes, and I do believe that God is a woman. Welcome to it. It is Feminine First Touch Tuesdays right here on Massive I have a show on Tuesday nights called Feminine First Touch. We talk about women football. My idea is to expand it. Don't just limit me to the women in football. Let me talk about the football like the guys. Let me sit with the guys at the table. Let's have a conversation. When we, when we started the Congress, you weren't planning on speaking and then all of a sudden you jumped onto stage and you did your, you did your poem. And you spoke from the heart and you broke down on stage. What did that Congress leave you with? What did you take from it? What I loved when I went last year was everybody's story and everybody's willingness to be vulnerable. Not only do you want to be heard, but everybody around you wants to hear you. And it's almost like a high that you get because not everybody hears you all the time, especially with teenagers. A lot of people are like, well, they're young and they have a bunch of time. Really, we don't have a lot of time. We are all affected by one another. And I love how everybody here affects everyone in a positive direction. You're an author in life. Every day that you live, you're narrating a story or you're writing a story. When you're no longer on this earth, someone else will read it. So you better be proud of the pages that you fill up every single day. I'll sing about being grateful. I'll sing it in Vinak. That's an Isizulu. Nam Sangosi Niamangala Umani Pekayamuva Gube Uena Amenami Nabenga Felende. My acts need to speak louder than my mouth. Just do, instead of just ramble and be like, this is what I do, this is what I do. See what I do, come into my world.